Hello, this is Matt, and welcome to episode 17 of the Studio Rats podcast for February 14th, 2012. Yes, it's Valentine's Day. Hope you all have planned ahead and gotten something special for your significant other. Otherwise, you might be in trouble. So first up on the podcast, I got a response from Bandcamp uh, regarding my question as to why they don't support uh, 24-bit word lengths for the Apple lossless downloads that they offer. Um, And apparently they use uh, some open source software to do their transcoding. And up until fairly recently, there has not been a version of the Apple lossless codec that supports 24-bit that's been out in the open source community. They indicated that that is now available and they are will be looking to implement that in the future, although, of course, they did not offer a timetable, but I think that's good news. I, th- I think if that's something that is important to you, which I think it is, it should be, that uh, it might be worthwhile sending an email to Bandcamp and just say, hey, it would be great if you guys supported 24 bits for Apple lossless files. Maybe that, that would help them get it done a little bit sooner. You know, I think they're a great company, and they're, they're very responsive to the artists that, that use their site. So I have a feeling that, that it will happen in the future. So that's, uh, that's good news. So apparently I've kind of struck a, a nerve with the podcast of our flakes holding you and your music back. I've gotten a couple emails from people and said that they couldn't agree more with my perspective. So uh, I'm not alone. Um, but, but over this weekend I was working on a project... And, and you know, it, it wasn't a person that was holding me back. It was my frickin' software, which was highly frustrating. So this podcast is going to be about, well, is your music equipment holding you back? Is it uh, putting unnecessary barriers in front of you completing your projects? Uh, what I was doing was, uh, I was trying to just do something as simple as assemble a CD, you know, put in some track markers, and burn a CD for a project that I was working on. Now, I have been using Apple's WaveBurner CD authoring slash mastering software. It obviously comes bundled with Logic Pro. And, you know, I got to tell you, I I don't... Most of the projects that I work on, my clients, they want just the files, the raw files back. It seems very few and far between where someone actually needs a CD to send to a plant to get replicated or duplicated. Uh, You know, most everyone is releasing their albums digitally these days, or at least that's been my experience. Or they just release it as a single, as a download. So, you know, I don't use WaveBurner that much, but it seems like every time I use that program, there's some sort of issue. The most common issue is that it will insert a small click at the end of the tracks. You know, it's not, it's not incredibly audible, and if you're not listening for it, you would miss it, but it's there nonetheless. And, and what's frustrating about this is that it's actually WaveBurner that does it. I mean, I check, when this happens, I check and recheck my files, and there is no absolutely no artifacts at the end of the file, but sure enough, when I put it into WaveBurner and burn a CD upon playback, there is a little click there. And uh, so that's maddening. You know, there, there's ways to get around it. You can introduce a real quick fade-out. So basically, you're, you're fading your fade-out, which is seems a little bit ridiculous, you know, just adding that extra 
a step that seems completely unnecessary. So over the weekend, WaveBurner held me back for the last time. Basically, I was trying to... I had a very large audio file. Um, it was about an hour-long audio file. And all I needed to do was insert track markers at certain spots, you know, as indicated to the client, so they could jump to spe- specific spots in the inter- in the interview. This was actually an audio interview. And I'll actually talk about this project a little bit more in a future podcast because I think... It was kind of interesting. It was an audio restoration um, type project. But anyway, so all I needed to do was insert these track markers. And so, you know, I opened up WaveBurner and go to import the audio file and the program crashes. It won't even let me open or import this audio file. So for this project, WaveBurner was completely useless. I have no idea why it wouldn't work. You know, I, I tried it. I had it open some smaller files and that would work but for whatever reason that large file just caused it to freak out and lock up. So I've kind of been sitting on the fence with a program called Wave Editor. It's by a company called Audiophile Engineering and a lot of sound designers use it and also some uh, mastering houses also use it for CD assembly. So I've tried the demo and uh, you know I never really had a project to work on um, during the demo period, I'm just kind of messing around with some of its functionality. So uh, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and use it for this project and see how it works out. Uh, of course, my demo, my trial period expired mid-project, and I just made the decision to buy it. The, the software only cost $79, and it seems like, well, uh, it kind of seemed like a no-brainer because I was between a rock and a hard place and needed to get this project out the door. So I purchased it, and it, I got to tell you, it worked flawlessly for this project. I was able to open that big file that poor WaveBurner couldn't open. It opened it without a problem. I was able to insert my track markers, burn the CD, no problem, send it off to the client, and everyone was happy. So I just wanted to encourage you guys, if you have one piece of software that just really isn't working for you, for your workflow, or just has some bugs that are annoying and you have to do uh, all sorts of workarounds to get it to work, you know, I would encourage you to maybe look around for some different software out there that, that might suit your needs better. You know, obviously, uh, money can be a limiting factor, but, in, you know, in, the, in my case, $79 seemed like a very small investment to be able to get the project out the door and, you know, if you're using a DAW that's not really working for you, there's, there's other options out there that are, are more affordable than, uh, you know, Logic Pro and, and um, Pro Tools and kind of the big DAWs. You know, there's stuff like uh, PreSonus's um, Studio One or Studio Two, whatever they're calling it now, which I think is like 200 bucks. you know. And there's also some free kind of open source uh, music software out there too. So I would just encourage you guys, find the program that works for you, that, that allows you to get your work done with a minimal amount of headache. And also, I just wanted to say, you know, if you're looking for a software package on the Mac to assemble CDs, I would highly recommend WaveBurner. It, it has some great functionality. The company's really great. You guys might be familiar with the software program called QuizTones. Um, but just a really cool company. They're responsive to their... Uh, help desk questions. I don't know that I would use the software to do processing for mastering. Um, just because of my workflow, I like to. I actually use Logic because I can patch in external uh, processors in my analog loop, 
And as far as I can tell, there's not a way to do that in Wave Editor. But if you're mastering strictly in the box, um, you would be able to use all your plugins within WaveBurner. It uh, supports VST and AU and all the usual plugin formats. Um, but certainly for, for CD assembly, it's a great program. It also um, exports DDP, which a lot of um, CD manufacturing plants are using these days. And it's a great way to get your files to the, ma- to the manufacturing plant without having to worry about errors um, on the, uh, the master CD that you send in. It kind of eliminates that, that, that uh, possible problem where the, where the disk could get rejected because it has too many errors. So all in all, it's a great program. Check it out. I'll put a link to Audio File Engineering in the show notes so you guys can check it out if you're interested. And do, um, you know, try the demo. And I would, you know, if you like the software, maybe don't buy it right away because every now and then it does go on sale and it would save you about 10 bucks. I think uh, when it goes on sale, it's around $69. So might be worth... Um, you know, just keeping an uh, eye on their website and seeing if it goes on sale. In my case, I wasn't able to do that uh, because I need to get the project done. But hey, you know, 10 bucks isn't a lot. You know, a couple of uh, mochas at Starbucks or something. So uh, I will survive. That's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, drop me an email at matt at finleysound.com or please go on over to the website, thestudioratspodcast.com. That's all one word. And leave a comment in the comment section. Until next time, go out there and record something.